Neswatini. Father God, really, when we listen to that testimony, we are so thankful. And really, how God uh, changed one person's heart. And really, when Jesus works in our heart, really, we can, we could, we can change uh, one, one country. Father God, really, all our brothers and sisters, please, you blessed. And please, you guide us and you help us to believe only the word of God so that really we also can change our <clears throat> country. So Father God, once again, we commit everything in your hand. Today also, when we listen to the word of God, please you fulfill the, your heart in our heart. Thank you so much once again. And please you comfort the people who are suffering this COVID-19 with this word of God. Thank you so much. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, the power of prayer has brought our power. <laughs> so now our electricity uh, just came back. Uh, so actually, we're very happy uh, that Pastor uh, Kang has come here and delivered the word of God. Uh, but before we begin today, we have another very special video all the way from Eswatini. Actually, this is a video of the greetings. Uh, this time, as you all know, that Pastor Park had a 94 country Bible seminar. So in this seminar, a lot of people from Eswatini was also able to listen to the gospel and listen to the words of Pastor Park. So this is a special greetings from Eswatini to Pastor Park about the seminar. So at this time, we're going to watch the special Eswatini video. Well, uh, greetings uh, from the Kingdom of Eswatini. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Raven Oxy Park, for the wonderful sermon that you've been holding. Uh, since the 10th up to uh, today, to 15, they are a blessing to us. Though I didn't watch uh, all of them, but those that I've watched uh, have been great. I want to thank you for your presence uh, to the world, preaching the word of God, the word of peace, the word of uh, forgiveness, yes, the word of faith. That today, as we are speaking, we are the children of God brothers and sisters saved by the blood of Jesus. Uh, once again, I also want to tell you, uh, Reverend, that His Majesty, our King, is well, and again, He has been addressing the nation to encourage them in these trying times. But uh, thank God for the messages that you've been giving us, and uh, today I was uh, blessed uh, by the Word of God where you preached on Second uh, uh, Kings chapter 5, where you were talking about the story of Captain Naaman. He's a big man, but big as he is, he is suffering from leprosy. And that leprosy, we hear that he was probably thinking he would see the great man. He was going to see maybe Malaysia or maybe another king. But he was annoyed when he was told to go and bath uh, to that river. Like, don't I have any rivers where I come from? But yet because he listened 
because that is the most important part that we should listen to the word of God. He listened. He went there, he dipped seven times, and thank God he was healed. So which means, again, for any challenges we are facing as individuals, as families, as a nation, if we can have faith, surely those uh, challenges can pass away. So we are very, very happy. We want to wish you the best of luck, and we want to congratulate you, because we hear that about 800 million people tuned in to your services. I know many gave their lives to God, and this is through the work of what you've been doing. Please uh, pass our greetings to all the people of uh, Korea, and uh, of course your family and all the church members. And once again, we want to thank you. God bless you. Uh, greetings, Reverend. Greetings from, uh, greetings from Eswatini, the Kingdom of Eswatini. We've been missing you and we are watching the, the seminar where you preach. It, um, it is really helping us uh, and we miss you. Please come to Eswatini. We miss you. We love you very much. And the, the word of God you are preaching, it's really helping us. Now I know that uh, from, your, from your teachings that we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. We are justified by the blood of Jesus. Because of, because of Jesus, we are, we are blessed, we are healed. Thank you, Pastor, for teaching us all that. We love you. Bye. <laughs> uh, Reverend uh, Pastor Oak Park, thank you. I want to greet you again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We've been listening to your ministry uh, throughout uh, the night and we were quite blessed. We always pray for you that God will give you the strength you need uh, to do His work. We are not only one who has been blessed by your ministry, but the entire, the entire world, including Switzerland. And you have had a time to minister to His Majesty and the Congregation of Scotland. We're greatly, um, uh, greatly grateful for that. And we will pray again that God will continue to use you mightily uh, as long as we live. Thank you so much. Greetings to all CLF members and Pastor Oaks Park. I'm glad to be a member of CLF and being able to join the online seminar. It was very, very helpful, and I'm glad that the, the teachings that I will teach in my church will be greatly affected and changed. May I mention just three of those major uh, shifts that I received. The first one is the question of the heart of Jesus, the loving and compassionate Jesus who has everything and wishes to give us all. But there's this, there has to be the connection, the heart of man has to be connected to Jesus for us to receive. Secondly, is the question of the law. Most of the time we teach people about keeping the law for salvation. I was glad that that concept was corrected. We cannot be saved by keeping the law. But instead, Jesus, our Savior. In Hebrews 10, verse 5, it says, God provided 
the body that will do his work perfectly. So it's only Jesus that can provide salvation, not the law. If the law was really made to show us how bad we are and constantly reminding us year after year that we are sinners. But Jesus came with his blood to cleanse us and make us perfectly saved. The last one I got was a nice story by of, of the man who left Jerusalem to Jericho, fell amongst the thieves, and was was so hurt that he was left after it. Interesting is that the Good Samaritan is a picture of Jesus. He came there and did everything for the man who could not help him himself. Therefore, salvation needs to be done 100% by Jesus. No human effort. Thank you very much. I'm glad I'm here. We'll continue being CLF member. Thank you. Greetings, my brothers and sisters at home. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'd love to give a brief testimony following the Bible crusade by Rev. Oxo Park on the last few days. Before having listened to the sermon, I will rely on my own thoughts and I will rely on my own capabilities. But after having listened to this testimony, I mean to these uh, sermons, I learned that I should not rely on my own thoughts and I should rely on the word of God. It is God who should guide my thoughts and who should guide my actions. And I also learned from this Bible crusade that I should not condemn myself as a sinner. As someone who has lived years, there are things that are wrong that I've done which would make me to condemn myself every time and feel like I'm a sinner and I don't deserve to be happy in life. But after having listened to the gospel, I came to understand that God has made me righteous. God has made me his child through Jesus Christ who died for my sins. I am no longer a sinner. I should stop condemning myself, but I should live like a righteous person. I thank God for this uh, Bible crusade, which has enlightened me very much. I will now live a happy life. I will now live a life of a free person. I will now live a life of someone who has been liberated from self-condemnation. Greetings to everyone. I'm Sula Jamini from Eswatini. I'm overjoyed to have taken part in the Bible seminar by Reverend Oxford Park. And listening to the sermons has been a truly life-changing experience. My faith in God and His words has been tremendously strengthened, not to mention the assurance that all my sins have been washed away perfectly and I'm now righteous. Whereas God says I'm righteous, I sincerely believe that I sincerely believe that and I'm profoundly grateful and pleased. This message about the perfect forgiveness of sins is refreshing to hear, more so as I grew up listening to the regular gospel. That to me sounded strenuous 
and practical to live up to its difficult standards from a human perspective. I am therefore grateful to share the gospel by the Good News Mission that is clear, precise, and livable, and is what the Bible long proclaimed. Hello. Okay. Did you enjoy the video? Did you enjoy the video, everybody? So uh, that was very wonderful messages from different parts and different people of Eswatini. And I was very thankful to see that how they were able to listen to Reverend James O.S. Park's uh, sermon and they were able to become free from their own uh, problem. So now at this time, we're going to have a very special song from the Chen Nine Church. So let's welcome the Chen Nine Choir with a big round of applause.
Church was that way. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, actually, a uh, very wonderful song of Yes Tsunami. And uh, I don't know. Did uh, SYTN today, did they prepare something? Pastor Kang? No, we didn't prepare, Pastor Tommy. Okay. So, because I think today the Yes Tsunami was so wonderful. That uh, they wanted to take a break. Uh, so actually, at this time, with no further ado, uh, let us welcome uh, Pastor David Kang uh, Kai uh, with a big round of applause to deliver the final words of today's seminar. So let's welcome him with a big round of applause. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, today is the last day. So I feel more free because today is the last session. If I finish today, I can take a rest. Yes, uh, let's read Genesis chapter 11. Today, I'm going to read the story of Terah, the son of Abraham and Abraham's story. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31.
Genesis 11, verse 31. And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai. His son Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and, I will, uh, and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him and Lord went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Verse 5, then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lord, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. Yes, I read uh, Genesis chapter 11 and chapter 12. Today, I would like to conclude the seminar uh, through sharing the story of Terah and Abraham. Through two people's story, I would like to compare what's the difference uh, to trust and doing all my works by my effort and doing the works of God by faith. Uh, that is really different. So I want to tell you all about this topic. Uh, when we read first about uh, Abraham's father, Terah's story, uh, Terah, he wanted to enter into the land of Canaan. When he, when he wanted to enter into the Canaan, uh, he didn't actually uh, relied on God. And he had a desire to enter into the Canaan, but uh, he didn't rely on the Lord or he didn't have even the promise of God. So where he was staying, he was staying in the Ur, but as he started his journey to enter into the Canaan, he couldn't enter into the Canaan, but dwelt in the Haran. Which means, although Kanan is the land of hope and land of promise, he wanted to achieve a goal and objective of his through working hard and through trying to do. But because he relied on himself to achieve his goals and objective of his life, he finally could not enter into the land of Canaan. 
So when you think about why Terah could not enter into the land of Canaan, the reason is written in the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 24, verse 2 says, uh, And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old time, and they served other gods. So here, Bible clearly shows us the Terah, he served other gods. Who is this other gods? Yes, Bible describes this other god can be a certain idol and other gods. But when we read Bible, this other god is not something else. It describes and signify ourselves. My own thoughts, my own understanding, my own point of view, because these all came from Satan. While we are trusting our own power, capability, my own effort, I have no choice but to fail in all the works. But Terra, without receiving the heart of God, without receiving the word of God or promise of God, he strongly desired to enter into the land of Canaan. He wanted to enter into the Canaan, but he failed. Why Terah failed to enter into the Canaan? I can say this Canaan was a promised land. He strongly desired to enter in. It can be a life of faith for us Christians. Many brothers and sisters, you may try to live your life by faith, isn't it? You want to receive grace from God. You want to see how God works in your life. But when you do the spiritual life, when you live spiritual life in the church, when you try and when you do hard, working hard and when you set the goals, sometimes it doesn't work. You didn't expect to dwell in awkward place where you have never expected to be, such like Haran. You desire to accompany your heart with the servant of God. You sometimes eager to live good spiritual life and you would like to share good testimony in the church. And sometimes you try to achieve good things in your life. But the reason why such things does not happen, it is because you tried by your own effort and by your own uh, ability. Like, just like Terah. Terah, he relied upon himself rather than relying on the word of God or promise of God. But when we read Genesis chapter 12, the story of Abraham, the Lord one who called Abraham and instructed him to enter into the land of Canaan. So the host, the objective, and someone who is leading this Abraham was not Abraham himself, now the Lord, God, is leading this Abraham life. And God gave promise into the life of Abraham. What does God say? Go to the land of the uh, land where I instruct you. So if you read uh, verse 5, uh, verse, verse 4, I'm sorry, 
chapter 12, verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. So when Abraham departed Haran, where his father uh, dwelt with uh, this Abraham, and they gathered all the possession, they built a house there, they were staying their life with all the family. But God instructed Abraham to go to the land of Canaan. So if you read Hebrew chapter 11, Bible describes Abraham, he didn't know where to go. When, and he went out, the Bible says, uh, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 8, he went out not knowing where he was going. This is the key point. Everyone, when you move your footsteps by faith, when you receive the guidance from God, when you want to live the life of faith, it is not that you need to have a strong will or strong passion or strong ability. You who have to do, it is not you who have to accomplish, it is now God will direct you and guide your way. If you only receive the word of God. So when Abraham started his footsteps, he didn't know where to go and how to reach to the land of Canaan. He didn't know where is the direction to go to the land of Canaan. So when he went out, he was not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where to move his footsteps, where is he going to stay, which place is the place. He was completely out of sense, out of idea, but he only followed the word of God. Eventually, he could enter into the land of Canaan. As I said, this land of Canaan signifies the life of faith and the land of hope. And it can be a good objective of our life. No matter how you strongly desire to achieve something in your life, no matter how much you desire to live good spiritual life in the church, no matter how you want to become a faithful man, on your own, by your effort, with your own capability, ability, your power, it doesn't work. And the word of God. When we rely on the word of God and promise of God, it is not you who accomplish that work, but God is the one who will guide you and makes you accomplish all the miracle works of God. So through my testimony today, also I would like to share how God is working in Eswatini and how these words uh, accomplished in Eswatini. Uh, when I went to have a meeting with Pastor Park, uh, one time Pastor Park came to South Africa. Uh, this Eswatini is very close to South Africa. When we went to the meeting that day, Pastor preached about uh, Pastor preached about the uh, 
the mission works in America. In New York, there is Pastor Youngguk Park, the son of Pastor Oksu Park. So when he was teaching and sharing his words, he shared the testimony how God uh, powerfully working in America mission. So he was saying, Pastor Youngguk Park, uh, he started to ministering and preaching the gospel in many uh, other churches. So when other church members came to visit his church, oh, Pastor, I found the true gospel in your church. I want to uh, live spiritual life in this church. Pastor Youngguk Park said, no, uh, I cannot accept you to church. You better to go back to your church and continue to uh, live spiritual life in your previous uh, in your church and there preach the gospel. So Pastor Yongbuk Park, he didn't thought of attracting people to move into his church. Rather, he sent those people back to their church, continue to live spiritual life in their previous churches. So through that, Many CLF members and church pastors who had a, a relationship with our Good News Mission Church, they now opened their hearts towards us because uh, they could realize that this Good News Mission, they are not trying to attract our church member to be their church member. So it is very good church. So this is how uh, Wherever Gunyu's mission and Gracia's choir goes, uh, they could perform the Gracia's choir music and also preach the gospel. This is how many uh, pastors also opened their hearts, inviting our pastors to their church to conduct the same. As I was listening to the pastor's uh, sermon, I started to think why pastor is teaching and sharing about the American mission. Ah, what, like uh, God is working powerfully in America to spread this gospel, spreading this gospel in other churches. If we also move our footsteps, God is also going to work through us. Ah, Pastor Park wants to teach us whosoever go out and preach the gospel, believing in the word of God and believing the promise of God and believing the power of this gospel, then God is also going to work in Eswatini as well. So I felt like uh, Pastor Park wants us to go to visit many other churches to preach the gospel, not only uh, I have to focus on my own church. So I started to uh, think, how can I go to preach the gospel in other churches? I don't know how are the churches in India, but here in Africa, uh, people, they do not really welcome other pastors to their church. It is because if other pastors come to their church and preach very well, the pastors in church feel jealousy 
and worry about their church member would follow the pastor, right? That's why it is not really easy for How can we visit other churches? So that time, uh, we had 10 Korean volunteers, five males and five females. They were a lot, right? Yes. On that year, uh, by the grace of God, we received 10 volunteers from Korea. So I am a kind of person who don't want to give free time to our volunteer. Whenever I see our volunteers, are taking a rest or being idle, I always instruct them to do something, at least. Oh, you are resting? Oh, do this job, do that. So I am that kind of very evil person. I don't want to give other people to take a, a rest. So when I saw these 10 volunteers, I started to think, oh, what am I supposed to instruct them to do? At that time, there was a uh, Easter season was coming near. So I start a program to other churches. And then at least these pastors will be interested in what is Easter cantata so that they may invite us. So I instructed our 10 volunteers, hey, you guys, prepare Easter cantata. In 2016, actually, it was, it was 2016. By that time, not many uh, churches conducted Easter cantata or Christmas cantata. So at that time, I instructed our volunteer to prepare Easter cantata. So they asked me, Pastor, how can you prepare Easter cantata? So I gave them a video clip, Gracias Choir cantata video clip, and show them, learn everything from this video. You will learn how to perform and how to act and how to wear and what stage stuff you need. So prepare everything according to this video clip. So I told them this video is the example. You can follow everything as video uh, shows you. So after showing them a video and gave them a video, I told them do everything likewise. So they were puzzled. Oh, pastor, this is so, vague. This is so uh, difficult for us to do. So I told, I asked them, do you want to be, continue staying here as a volunteer and complete one year? Or you want to go back home to Korea? All of them uh, broke their hearts and followed my instruction and started to prepare this Easter cantata. So as they prepared this Easter cantata, I had to look for a church where our volunteer can go and perform, right? 
So after telling them, prepare this is cantata, I started to check, ah, where can we go? So I visited some other pastors who have big church, at least 1,000 members. The reason why our East Cantata uh, stage must be big, right? Although we prepared our performance in a small scale, uh, we didn't know how to make a tomb, how to make a cross, how to make all the costume, but uh, I just wanted to prepare any performance to go and visit other churches to preach the gospel. So at that time, we only had one uh, seven-seater Noah, uh, Toyota Noah van. So that Noah, only transport that we could carry. So I told them, when you make a cross, don't make a cross a complete set. You have to make a cross to us to uh, to be able to assemble it on the site, which means make a long uh, timber, two timber, and in the middle of that uh, two cross, you are going to put the bolt and nut, so that when we finish the performance, you can disassemble and put them all in one car, as well as the passengers, our volunteers who is performing. So this is how everything was limited. We didn't have a truck, we didn't have many stuff, we didn't have many members, but when we started, uh, I showed the Easter cantata video to other church pastors. Oh, pastor, I am a Korean missionary. We came from Korea. I am belongs to Good News Mission. Uh, we want to perform this Christmas cantata in your church. So I showed them Gracias Choir Christmas cantata. So pastors, they were so surprised and felt interested. What? Is this the performance that you can perform? Are you sure? Yes, pastor. Our volunteers. church accepted our proposal and they agreed uh, and they set the time for us so when we went to their church in the beginning uh, we didn't have many things uh, to carry so this is how we started our Easter cantata because we didn't have a car a much car or a truck so we started uh, we we hired a small trailer. Do you see a small trailer? Uh, this was all our cantata stuff. Isn't it funny? <laughs> yes, it's so small. Uh, uh, I felt uh, I felt so shameful because I know how India church preparing is the cantata. I saw India church prepare perfect stage, but we were not like India. We started on, uh, on our own, uh, preparing a small stuff and small stage. So as you see, the screen and everything is uh, assembling system. So we have to assemble 
on the site and disassemble so that we can set everything on site. So this is how we started the program. But, you know, these people in Africa, they have never seen performance like East Cantata. So when we prepared, uh, we didn't know how to make a, how to make a tomb. You know, can you imagine how we prepare the tomb? Uh, we don't have a styrofoam, we don't have a structure. And as I showed you, we only carry small stuff in a small car. So we had to make a assembling tomb. Can you imagine how you can assemble tomb? While we were looking for here and there, we found very good material. I will show you. Uh, this was a tomb. This was a tomb of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, I can see many brothers and sisters laughing now. <laughs> Do you know what is this? This was one of our tent. Uh, three people can only sleep in this tent. Small tent for three people. We used this as a tomb of Jesus Christ. But when, when Jesus Christ resurrected, we had to make a light, right? Uh, when you, as you see, when, before Jesus resurrected, the tomb was black, dark. But when Jesus, as soon as Jesus resurrected, there must be a light, shining light. Do you know what is that? Uh, that is torch, small fresh light. So Jesus himself lying on the tomb and uh, lying on a tomb when there is a sound, ba ba bang. So Jesus, he touched the fresh light with his own uh, finger and he resurrected himself. So it is very funny and it, is very, it was very interesting. But, you know, many people were touched by this uh, Easter cantata and thousand people in the church, they were uh, giving a big applause and they cheered us up. And when I preached the gospel, they were so excited and happy also listening to the gospel. So these other church members, they were unlike our Good News Mission Church. At that time in our Good News Mission, we had only few members, but these few members, they busy bowing to me. Whenever I preach, they keep bowing to me. I don't know why they are very good at bowing like our volunteers and some of Korea members, they keep bowing uh, while they are listening to the words. But when I preached the gospel in such a big church, many people, they were enthusiastic to listen to our gospel. And they praised their hands and saying, Amen, Hallelujah, and they clap hands. So when I see how they are listening to this gospel and showing the response and reacting, I was so touched and I was so thankful. And some very amazing thing was, uh, one of the church when we visited, this church was a church of uh, one of the king's wife. Uh, king's wife attended this church. So, uh, there were, uh, this is the church where king attend, uh, king's wife attend, one of the king's wife. I don't want to tell you how many wives king has, 
But anyway, he has many wives. <laughs> so he, uh, because it is not because he wants. Uh, 15 wives. So he is living with 15 wives. One of his wives attend this church. So uh, many things was lacking, but uh, my son, I don't have a daughter. So I made my son, firstborn son, as a daughter. <laughs> Anna, uh, little Anna. So my son became a little Anna. And we performed this also <laughs> Christmas cantata. And uh, after performance, we had a chance to take a picture with also one of the king's wife. If you see this picture, the one who is wearing pink blouse and wearing a black skirt, she is one of the king's wife just next to my wife. So we were so thankful that uh, even this king's wife listened the gospel and when she listened the gospel she was very eager to hear the message so she was taking a note and happy to see us and i greet we greeted her after finishing the performance so she really welcomed us and she invited us to her palace as well so one of the day we went to uh, visit her palace to preach the gospel at that time, uh, we couldn't perform this cantata, though, but we could perform our uh, volunteers' uh, dance performance. So our Korean volunteer performed dance. This is the living room where uh, King's wife house is. This is one of the King's palace. So they performed also a righteous dance. And at that time, we also uh, could preach the gospel to the king's wife. And after she listened to the gospel, she uh, replied, accepting, amen. Yes, my sins are washed uh, by the blood of Jesus. And she accepted gospel. And through that connection, we could also uh, continue having a relationship with her. And when our uh, Pastor Pat's Samonim, uh, uh, Pastor Pat's mother, and also. Uh, Samoni visited this uh, king's wife house and prayed for her and had a fellowship preaching the gospel. So through this chance, uh, many king's royal family and king's wife, king's brothers and sister, including king's mother, they could all uh, receive salvation. Not all of them received salvation though, but God is opening uh, person by person a chance for us to preach the gospel and save them through this gospel of good news 
uh, our mission church. So through this first step, uh, we didn't know where to go and how to start. As I shared my testimony and as I showed you, we didn't even know where to carry all the stage stuff and we didn't have an idea how to make a tomb of Jesus. But I don't know whether I did good or not. God gave us the wisdom to make a tomb of Jesus through the tent and also fresh light. Although many things was lacking at the time, I could see how God was pleased in my footstep. If I only just stayed uh, at home or in our church thinking when everything comes, I am going to start. Then I think even still now, we couldn't reach up to uh, many churches and many people. But when pastor shared this testimony, how God is greatly working in America church, not only in our good news mission, but through many other churches, the way how we are preaching the gospel and spreading the gospel, as I listened to that, I felt like, ah, then the reason why Pastor Park is preaching and sharing the testimony is for us also to move into the new churches, people, uh, the church, new, uh, other churches around us. So after listening to the uh, testimonies and sermon, when we moved our first step, Although we didn't know how to do, how to prepare this cantata, I am not a person who is good at managing a stage or making a stage stuff, but God opened all that way for many people to receive salvation, including the king's wife through this Christmas cantata. And annually through this connection of between the king and the pastor park, Pastor Park uh, coming to visit kingdom and having a meeting with the king. So whenever he comes, he preaches the gospel to the past, uh, to the king and to the leaders of the country. And he once was invited to the parliament, to the cabinet ministers, starting from prime minister, deputy prime minister, and all the cabinet ministers. And he could preach the gospel and many people uh, received uh, the word of God and receive salvation. And through this online Bible seminar, as you heard their testimony, and they also shared how they received salvation. Uh, this is how God started to spread this gospel uh, to entire leader of this country. And uh, as I want to share one more testimony, how God also started a construction here in Eswatini. Uh, when Pastor Park first met the king, uh, Pastor, uh, king promised to give a land. who was in busy in hurry, kind of uh, pushing the, uh, the uh, Ministry of Housing to get the land. And I went to the city town council to look for the land. So we checked everywhere where we are suitable to build this center. 
but actually it was not easy to get a land, get a piece of land. So Pastor Park told me, uh, let's get a land in downtown where there is a residential area because our youth cannot travel long distance and they don't have a car. So for them to visit our center, we need to get a land within town. So no matter how I try to look for the land within town, it didn't work well. So all the town lands are occupied and there was no enough piece of land to build. So we were in difficult situation to secure the land. At that time, uh, we didn't know how to start, but God amazingly opened the way uh, to meet a king's chief protocol officer. This king's protocol officer, he is the one who always usher and uh, arranging the meeting with the king. So the officer, he, after he met us and he was willing to help us. And when I explained all the difficulty to get a land, he went to the king directly and gave, showed us the king's private land. So he showed us the land, that land was very near to the downtown, only two kilometers away from the downtown of this city. And all the surrounding of this land are a residential area. So this residential area uh, means there are many people around this village. So people around this area easily can access to come to our land and they can, come, they can also come to our place. So these days, many people around us are coming to church. So this is one very good point that King gave us his, his own personal land, 10 hectares. I don't know which scale of size of the land that India use, but 10 hectares is uh, about uh, one, uh, one hectare is three acres, which means 30 acres of the land. Uh, I am living in now in 30 acres land. So uh, I, I acquired the land. I, I will show you the video. We acquired the land of these 30 hectares land in the residential area. Uh, as you see, many houses are around our land. Uh, these are all the town, city around our around our build uh, around our building and around our land. So, starting from the boundary of the end of the uh, house, this farm, the huge farm, this is our land. Can you see now? This is the uh, the land that belongs to us. So if you see here, uh, you can see some, this building, a blue roof building, right? This is our first building that we built. And this big uh, site where we have paved, uh, we have leveled. This is now the land that we are going to build 
a main center. All these other side, uh, they are residential part. So God really blessed us. Uh, God really blessed us to acquire this land. So when we started this construction, I also didn't know how to start. I personally don't know. Uh, I personally uh, don't know anything about this construction. So I have never built a, even a house. Only the things and the structure that I built was just a small uh, roof for our chapel. So as a person who do not have any idea how to build a chapel or building, I didn't know how to start. So Pastor Park first told me to start a construction school. So when he told us, told me to start a construction school, I first personally thought there is no lecturer, there is no even a land, uh, there is no even a structure. Now we finished the building of this, but uh, we didn't have. So we didn't have uh, people, many brothers and sisters to do the works. So when we first started, uh, we, we started uh, the construction school without knowing how to start. So I felt like, uh, how can we start uh, this construction school without having a proper lecturer? And without having a classroom, we only had a land at the time, uh, around 2008, uh, 2017, we acquired the land. In 2018, we started, uh, in 2019, we started building this, uh, this chapel. So uh, uh, this is how we started uh, building the chapel, but we didn't know how to start all that construction school. So we, by the time we had only one small tent where our church gathers and uh, worship uh, together. So as I am delaying to start this uh, construction school because I didn't see any condition or any possibility for us to start this construction. So as I was delaying, God gave me one heart. Uh, Pastor David, why are you just sitting down? Move your footstep. If you don't know, I will guide you. I will help you. If you first move your footstep, I will show you what I have prepared for you. So I felt like I was waiting for all the condition to be set. And we move our first step. So our spiritual life is like automatic door. When you go to the mall, there is automatic door. How does this automatic door open? Yes, when you move your footstep approaching near to the door, 
only this door is going to be open. But if you don't approach near to the door, this door will remain shut. So I thought like, ah, then if we just start this construction school, God is going to prepare everything. So at that time, we didn't have a classroom, but we first made a poster for the construction school. We recruit construction school, come and register. These are the benefits you are going to learn advanced technology of Korean construction. Then you will get the certificate and you will do this and that. But actually, I was a kind of liar. Why? I didn't have a lecturer. I didn't have any Korean lecturer and I didn't have a place to teach them. And for us to feed them, we have to prepare the food, right? So we didn't have enough, even enough food to feed them. But as I started to making a poster, we first made a very attractive poster first. Let's start recruiting the students first. And students started to ask, Pastor, then where are we going to learn? And which subject are we going to learn? And who is going to teach us? Are you going to provide us food? Actually, I couldn't know how to answer all the questions. But as we start preparing this construction school, I could see how God amazingly prepared all the steps for us to start the construction school. As I said, we didn't have even a classroom. So for one year, they studied under the tent. And we conducted our opening ceremony under the tent. I don't know how our Indian brothers understand about this Africa. Africa is not a forest. Africa is not just a Jew everywhere, lions and zebra running around. Africa, we have also a government. services under the tent, but they don't actually welcome the idea to start a church school under the tent. But we didn't have to uh, take care of all that matter. So we first started when our volunteers went around to look for some sponsor, I could see that God was so pleased in us moving our footstep. So when we moved our footstep, we could see how God was working powerfully. So we could secure vegetable sponsor and bread, enough bread and cooking oil and the maize meal. Here we eat the maize meal. So maize meal and uh, the fruits, even the drink. Here in Africa, we have a maheu. Maheu is the drink when people are working uh, heavy, uh, heavy labor works. They drink maize uh, drink, maize 
what can we say? A maize drink, yes. So this drink is made, made out of maize flour. So we could receive all such food stuff as a donation. And actually, we didn't expect this African, uh, African companies, they are going to donate us even the construction material. But we could see that uh, God opened the way and many people uh, donated us also many food stuff, not only the food stuff, but also uh, the cement. For us to start the construction, we need the cement as the most essential material, right? So uh, one of the, uh, the cement company, they donated uh, 700 sacks of cement. Each sack, it cost about uh, $10. So 700 cement is how much? Is $7,000, right? It is a great amount. But we could see how God amazingly opened all the way. So when we introduced that, we are teaching these young people in this construction school. And we are building this youth center. They all opened their hearts and supported us. And the remaining thing was we didn't know how to teach them. So me and one of the deacon from Korea, he is an excavator operator. He knows how to operate the excavator, but he doesn't know how to do the building. So we just discussed, hey, deacon, can you instruct? Do you know the process of building? I know a little bit. Then can we just teach them how to put the foundation and how to build uh, bricks uh, and how to connect electrical wire. Can we do that? So we were, we had a full of doubt, but we decided to start. Uh, as we discussed how we can start this program, uh, God gave us the idea how to start. And one of the day when we sat when we sat down with our church member and discussing about that, uh, we had an idea. Uh, what if we invite some of the retired constructor? Among many constructor, there might be someone who is staying at home because they are at the age of sixty. Here, people they retired at the age of sixty. So when they become sixty. Uh, they retire and sitting at home doing nothing. So I started to think about a certain person who worked in Manjini, the city where we are staying, Manjini City Council as a health inspector. He was in charge of health inspector for 30 years in Manjini City Council. So he was retired. So I contact him, uh, Mr. Damini, uh, we are building this youth center, but as you know, we are all working as a volunteer uh, missionary. Can you come and help us to teach our students? We recruited 30 young people who are eager to learn this construction. Please, can you come and uh, do the teachings? Uh, can you teach them voluntarily? So when I asked him, it is it sounds very awkward and doesn't make sense, but 
God opened the way and God touched his heart to come for us to teach and give a lecture for free. He didn't charge us. We only gave him a petrol uh, amount, the transport fare. So he is a very qualified lecturer. We need to look for someone else. So he started to look for someone else. So he introduced one guy, uh, one person to come to our site. But when he came, he didn't come alone. He came with someone else. So I don't know. I didn't know why this, uh, this man came with the other guy. But actually, the one who was invited by the health inspector, the one who was helping us, he was quite busy. So he came with the other man. This man was very qualified construction lecturer. He had a qualification on the lecturing, on the construction. He also had a construction uh, company. And he had all the license that we need for us to start this construction. So I could see that. God opened all that way and God actually prepared everything for us and waiting for us. Until when? Until we move our footstep and start this construction school. So when I felt like uh, we don't have a classroom, we don't have a lecturer, we don't have food, we don't have building material, then how can we start this project? And while I was hesitating without Moving my footstep, believing in the word of God, God couldn't provide all the things that God has already prepared for us. But when God, uh, when, when I moved my footstep, believing that God is going to open the way, if Pastor Park and if church, if servants instructed us to move our footstep, to start the construction school, whether I have uh, uh, the condition, visible condition or not, whether I have good situation or not, regardless of my situation and condition, if God works, if we move our footstep, trusting the word of God and trusting the guidance of the servant of God, God prepared everything for us. So as I showed you, God provided all the cement, enough material for us to build and start the building. And God prepared all the food material. So we became richer than before we start the construction. We don't buy bread. We don't buy vegetable. We don't buy cooking oil. We don't buy uh, maize meal. So everything, fruits, vegetable, everything uh, we get by donation. Isn't it amazing? Yes. God opened all the way. And... We didn't have a lecturer, but God prepared all the qualified lecturers for us. So he came every day to teach us. I will show you some picture. Uh, the one who is wearing this white gown and showing something to the students, he is the lecturer, Mr. Mkalipi, uh, the lecturers of our construction school. So he started to teach all these construction students. 
out of uh, nothing, actually. Do you see that small tent, blue and white tent? Yes, this was their classroom. This tent was fallen many times when wind blows and when rain came, when storm came. So we had many trouble of re-electing uh, this shabby tent classroom, but God allowed this tent to use as a church and as a classroom for one year. So we started to work uh, making uh, bricks, and these are our church uh, members who built the church together. And these are also our construction students who helped us working together. So through that, we could now uh, finish the first project. This was the starting point. When we first started, uh, we didn't have uh, many things, but as Korea Church and Pastor Park heard that we started our uh, construction school in a very awkward way. And we started our construction school without having a lecturer, proper lecturer, and without having a builder. And later on, God, uh, Pastor sent us one carpenter brothers from Korea. And now a pastor uh, who is in charge of building, the one who completed the Benin and Zambia mission, uh, Pastor Noah, uh, Pastor Noah, he came to Eswatini to start the main project. But I am now showing the first project uh, that we started with small chapel and small chapel and uh, our uh, building uh, where I am staying our pastor's house and some accommodation. These are uh, our uh, soil bricks. We are making a bricks out of soil. Can you see these bricks? So Pastor Park likes this interlocking soil bricks. So we bought a machine making soil bricks. We don't need to buy bricks. We only mix 10% of cement, 90% are soil. So it is eco-friendly and it is very cheap to make and easy to pile up, build. So we built this soil bricks chapel and now this is our chapel. Uh, we praise the Lord. God has given us this chapel within one year. So the process was not uh, that easy, but when we started I could see that God prepared everything for us to complete this building. So this is the chapel building outside, uh, from outside. When you enter here, there is a office. Office, and this part is the uh, classroom. Then upper story here, we made also a uh, roof room. Uh, means what can we say? The room under the uh, uh, just below the roof and here we when you enter in this is the chapel and far end where this car is parking this is our house where i am uh, staying so god has given us this uh, 
this place for us uh, to serve God and to work for uh, work for the mission in Eswatini. So soon we are going to start the main building. Main building is 300 pyeong, 300 pyeong four-story building. Uh, I don't know how God is going to start that major building, but I believe as uh, God who led our footstep up to this far, uh, he is going to accomplish further step. So let me wind up today's sermon, uh, Genesis chapter 11, as I read, Terah and Abraham. have different goals and different objectives that you want to achieve. Some of you want to live a true spiritual life, and some of you want to experience the works of God. Some of you want to be the part of the church and saving many souls, or some of you want to achieve some things in your life. But when you try with your effort, with your power, you have no choice but to fail and stay in Haran. Haran is the place uh, Tera never expected to be. Tera never thought of going to Haran, but unexpectedly, he started to dwell in Haran. Just like that, when I started my ministry, when I started my mission in Malawi for three years, I thought if I try my best, if I try to follow the heart of Pastor Pa, and if I diligently preach the gospel, if I do all the works with all my heart, I am going to reach to the land of Canaan. I thought then I will be able to live good minister's life and true life of faith. I will be able to do the works as much as Pastor taught us, but unexpectedly, as a father, I couldn't do anything for the happiness of family. And for the ministry, I failed so many things. So the reason why I had to stay in Haran, it is because I relied on my own power, on my own thoughts, on my own capability. From that time, as uh, uh, through church and through servants, God started to guide my life to live the life of Abraham. Abraham, he didn't know where to go, but the will of God started to work, accomplishing everything in the life of Abraham. So although Abraham didn't know where to go, not knowing where he was going, but when he received the guidance from the servant of God, when actually when he received the guidance from the voice of God, he could reach very simply uh, to the land of Canaan. Likewise, when we receive the guidance from the servants 
And when you receive the guidance from the voice of God, through teachings of the word of God, through teachings of the servants, I believe God is also going to accomplish all that great will through each and every one of us. So when I live here in Eswatini, there are many things I see this is impossible. This is difficult. How are we able to achieve all that? I felt burdened and I thought this is impossible. More especially when we started this construction, I couldn't see anything in front of me. There was no one helping us. There was no one helping us. There was no one could teach us. But by the grace of God, I could see when we moved our footsteps, God doesn't want us to consider, think, calculate with our human's understanding. What does God want us to do? Only just listening to the voice of the servants and voice of the Lord. So if church says, go and start construction, I don't know how to start construction. Go and start construction school. Construction school, how can I start that? I am not a construction expert. I don't know anything about construction. We don't have food. We don't have building. We don't have classroom. Where can you start that? While I was looking for the condition, I could do nothing, right? But when we are pushed by the servants, when we are pushed by the guidance of God, all I have to do, all you have to do is just what? Just going out. If church says, go out and preach the gospel. Pastor, I don't know. I don't have family. I don't have friends. I am not good at preaching. I don't know how to preach the gospel. Without knowing where to go and what to do, if you just push it by the church and push it by the servants, and if you just move your footstep, Everything else is depends on God. Amen. God already prepared everything for you. As I shared my testimony, when we moved our footstep, when we started just cantata without knowing where to do and what to do, as I showed you, we prepared such awkward, funny cantata, preparing a tent, preparing a, a flashlight. But through that cantata, King's wife received salvation. And God connected many people through the cantata. And many people in the church received this gospel of Christ. And through this construction school where I didn't know how to start and I felt afraid, I felt burdened, I didn't really want to start. But uh, when we started, God prepared food and God prepared lecturers. God prepared everything. Now we started the second year of construction school in the classroom. Hallelujah. Yes, God gave us this uh, very good classroom for the new students. And we also started our Sesori Choir. As you heard two days, our Sesori Choir, they also connected uh, through this Sesori Choir. And they are staying here together with us in the boarding school. So they receive salvation and they praise the Lord. They are working together with us, with many young people, even though we are in here in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So I have no choice but to praise the Lord and give thanks to God 
and give all the glory unto the church and unto the servants of God, because it is not that I wanted to do, but by the will of God. When I was pushed to do the things which I didn't want, but when I listened and received the, the heart of Pastor Park, Pastor instructed me to do all these things. I see all the glory of God. So today, uh, before I finish, I want to show you one, uh, one last video, uh, the church building and our land territory. This, all the boundary that I show you, this is our church land. The main big long building is our church. And this small building is our brother's room. And there is a container. And this forest, this old forest is our land. 10 hectare lands. So the, the length is 500 meter and the width is 200 meter. From this, yes, from that far end up to the building where we are is the, the church building. So we have enough land for you. If India, church brothers and sisters, if you need a land to build a house or build a church, you can come to Eswatini. We will offer you a land in a very uh, cheap lantern, with a very cheap lantern price. So uh, I am so happy uh, to meet all of the pastors in India, especially Pastor Yang, uh, Yang's couple, Samunim, and Pastor Tami's couple, and also uh, Pastor Hyderabad, Pastor Johan's couple, and all the church brothers and sisters. Uh, so thank you. I'm so thankful that inviting someone like me uh, and gave me a chance to share the word of God and share the glory of God, how God works powerfully in Eswatini. Thank you very much. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for giving us this time. God, you have done a lot of works, not only in Eswatini, but also in all the nation where our Good News Mission Church is located. God, you have given a promise into the heart of servant of God, Reverend Oksu Park. I will give the nation as, an, your, as your inheritance. So our inheritance is spread it all the world. India is our inheritance. Eswatini, Africa is our, belongs to our inheritance. May God allow our brothers in Good News Mission Church, our brethren can go and occupy all the land which God has given unto us. God has given whole nation in the hands of our brethren. Whole India will be saved by our brothers and sisters of Good News Mission. God, please show them how great they are, how great power they have, how great God we are serving, how almighty God we are with, so that they can boldly move their footsteps, stepping without knowing where to go, but 
when they move their footstep, we believe that God prepared everything for us. May God bless all the churches in India, and may God bless all the brothers and sisters and pastors in India for all of them to discover the will of God and receive the heart of God. Thank you, Lord. We really glorify your name. We give all the praises in your name. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this three days revival. May God continuously bless them through other servants, through other pastors uh, to feed this India church. We give all the glory in your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's all give uh, Pastor Kang one more big round of applause for the three days of the precious testimonies of now we can listen face-to-face uh, -face how God is working in Eswatini. I think now all of you want to go to Eswatini, right? Do you want to go to Eswatini? Yes. No, you cannot go. You have to stay here and preach gospel, okay? <laughs> uh, just joking. But actually, uh, I'm very thankful uh, to see. And also, actually, Pastor Kang Teuk is my classmate. Yes, we are the same missionary school batch, actually. So that's why this time I'm very proud and very happy to see how God is working in Pastor Dave. And also, I believe that God also is going to work very powerfully here in uh, India, as now we're buying our theology college and also God is going to work uh, through the broadcasting that happened here in India. So we're very thankful that God is also working very powerfully in Eswatini. So as we hear the testimonies, uh, like he prayed, uh, if the brothers and sisters of India really knows the value of how powerful the Lord that is in them, then truly India will be flipped upside down. Amen. So I believe now our brothers and sisters can gain the strength to be able to preach gospel powerfully here in India. So I'm very thankful. Thank you, Pastor David. Okay, now from Chennai, anyone from Chennai that would like to say something, please say. Pastor. <laughs> yeah. This is. Bye, Pastor. Bye, Pastor. Okay. From Kochi, Kerala, Kochi. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.